0: Next on BYUSN, Cougar hoops get a dominant conference road win at West Virginia on Saturday. Why was BYU able to win so convincingly, and how have our expectations changed now that BYU is back up to 500 in the best basketball conference in America
1: In Canada? I would say. Radio analyst Mark Durant breaks down the Cougars' big road win and BYU's opportunity to get above 500 Tuesday, and it's Mailbag Monday. What's on your mind? Spencer has all the answers. <laughs>
0: I hope so. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday indeed. It is February 5th. I am Spencer Linton alongside a man who at one point in his life thought maybe he could just be like Connor Mance or Clayton Young, Jerem Jordan.
1: You know, I ran uh, cross country in high school, but no, I was not like these guys. Uh, (laughs) Congratulations to Connor Mance and Clayton Young, former BYU Cougs. Uh, who qualified for the Olympics amazing. in the uh, marathon? They well done one
0: and two. Well done, gentlemen.
1: Are you kidding me? Amazing! It is amazing what they did. Four years ago, this, are wannabe this is our wannabe Olympics. Our Olympic news. I like it. Yes. I like it. Uh, four years ago, Young, by the way, in the Olympic trials, took 136. He took second on Saturday. Which, by the way, Young could have taken first too. He kind of let Connor win. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mance now the, in my opinion, the second most accomplished distance runner. In BYU history, he probably was before that, but behind
0: only his coach. Uh, his coach,
1: yeah, who won three Natties and ran in
0: two Olympics. Can we just talk Connor about what Ed Iystone has done recently? And how going in one, Olympics. training these incredible men in the marathon. Like it's one thing for two guys to qualify, right? But to go one, two, and that's, they're going to be running in Paris. Yeah, that's
1: pretty cool. So we know that these two are going to Paris. We know essentially. That Jimmer is going to Paris. More on the other kooks who could make it Ooh. later in the program. There's more than you
0: think. Ed Istone, what are you doing, man? Let's get you on the program.
1: Which, by the way, Diljeet Taylor and Ed Istone are not only the BYU coaches, they coach individuals professionally. Yes. That have recently graduated, and they're doing a great job.
0: Can you blame those athletes for wanting their coaches to remain with
1: them? <laughs> no. Little, little supplement to that BYU check. Let's go. This is
0: unbelievable. Well done. Well done, gentlemen. All rise and shout. Let's get to wow. a loaded edition of What's Trending.
1: Dalen Hall bounces low to Foose. Yes. That's how you score it. it Lobs to Richie Saunders. Three at the buzzer. Bangs yes. it. Yes. Why you forced to make? Nell yes. foul on the free. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, Richie Saunders has opened a few bank accounts in Morgantown, West Virginia. He has great great credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does. What's trending sponsored by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU wins a tough Game on the road: Any road win in the big 12 is a great road win, given how tough it is to win in this conference away from home. They beat West Virginia 86, 73. they cover do the Cougars. They' are four and four now in Big 12 play. Jeremy, as you look back on this game on Saturday afternoon, why and how did BYU win so convincingly?
1: Uh, first off, best quad three road win in BYU history. Uh, it's a quad three, so it's like, oh, don't lose that one. But
0: West Virginia had not lost a home Big 12 game. They had beaten Kansas and Texas on that floor.
1: How about that? BYU did what the Jayhawks and Longhorns could not do. Horns inverted indeed. BYU answered the call, um, shot the ball really well. This was Foose's best game as a Cougar. I know he's had better stats before. Pepperdine, he had what, like a 25 and 19 last year? Hey, hey, the no-looker. I love it. But this was a great team win, played tremendous defense. Foose was the real MVP for sure. Jesse Edwards is legit. I told you earlier last week, this guy is long, athletic, and going to be a problem. And he was a problem, but not for Foose on the offensive end, right? Unbelievable Foos Foose Strong. got everywhere he wanted, and they refused to double him. Because they thought, oh, Jesse Edwards has got it down there. No, he did not. Foose was tremendous in this game, and uh, had to be, because guess what? No Ali Khalifa did not travel, and so Foos had to have a big game. If Foos doesn't have this kind of game, I'm not sure BYU
0: wins. 100%.
1: BYU answered the runs really well. They played tremendous defense. Trevin Nels, uh, you know, almost four point play, the N1. The Richie Saunders banked three that you saw a moment ago. Was he a is huge the Y factor, the
0: Richie Saunders. Dallin
1: Hall, of course, 12 assists, one turnover. Are you kidding me? Uh, arguably his best game as a Cougar as well. Big time win to go out West Virginia and get a dub, yes. You've, you, had, you needed to win this game. You needed to win this game. This is one of the more winnable games, but it's still a very tough game. And I hate that it's quad three because it felt like a quad two.
0: It sets BYU up for something maybe all BYU fans were not expecting. We'll get to that in just a moment. You mentioned Dallin Hall. To me, in Big 12 play, and frankly for much of the season, Dallin Hall has been the understated MVP of this team. Why and how does BYU win so convincingly in West Virginia? 12 assists, one turnover, eight points. Uh, You want to talk about a floor general? And I've mentioned a number of times on Twitter, like, he's so important to BYU's offense. He makes the offense go. There's no other point guard. He is the engine that gets that whole thing going and, and gets BYU to all of the space they have on the floor. I know that Ali Khalifa also has been an integral part of BYU's offense being so efficient, but Dallin Hall is the engine. He's the MVP. And I I know that he had some tough turnovers in early games in Big 12 play. What whatever. Like that he's the point guard that's going to happen at times, but he too has a learning curve. And like, man, the curve has just taken a steep incline upward for Dallin Hall over the past five or six games. He's been so good. 12 assists. And he he just doesn't seem faced. Like, even when things are not going well, it's like, just put the ball in Dallin's hands. Like, when West Virginia made that run late, who scored? And it was an and one. It was Dallin Hall. He got to the rim. He got a couple of layups late in this game. And, man, he can dish the ball super well. So, I love what Dallin Hall is doing to get this BYU offense going. And frankly, get guys in the right positions on defense. He's the true floor general. Amazing performance by him. I, 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 I think I'm with you. Like, what's better than 12 assists and one turnover? Like I know, I know he's had 20, 20 St. plus turnovers. last right.
1: year was pretty good, but like in this game, he had to do something like that. Noah Waterman, uh, sick, by the way. Like zero points, 0 of 1. Didn't, didn't have it, right? No Ali Khalifa, no Waterman. You were essentially down two starters. I know Noah played but essentially down two starters, and you get a 13-point road win. Isn't
0: depth nice? Wow. Isn't true depth nice? Like,
1: put on your scuba gear for this BYU uh, <laughs> basketball team, because we're going deep, man. It just really impressed by the way BYU has performed. I continue to say it. BYU is growing as a program and a team. Like, they're learning and adapting to the Big 12 much quicker yes. than I thought they would. And it's awesome because once they get to the Big 12 tournament and NCAA tournament play, guess what? They're going to be weathered. In a way that they never have been like, oh, we, we've seen, we've played at Kansas. We've played Houston. We've played a million of these kind of games. Why is this one any different? Yes. They're going to be prepared for that moment way more.
0: I love all of those words. Conditioned, weathered, battle-tested, mature. Like, BYU will be all of that. They, yeah. In many ways, they already are those things. Because they have grown together. They've been through some really, really tough things together. And it's eight games, Spence. <laughs> we still have ten more, bro. I know. I know. <laughs> Which brings us to topic two. Now that BYU's four 4-4 four in Big 12 play, how have your expectations changed for the rest of Big 12 play? I'm right on pace with where I think BYU should be. Uh, I, I am riding with nine wins. If BYU gets more than nine conference wins, elite, but nine and nine. And, again, a few weeks ago, it's such a fickle beast. People are like, after BYU lost and went to 2-4, and four, like, how are you feeling about your nine-win projection now, Spencer? Should we revisit this conversation? Let's. Let's do it. Let's revisit it. Four 4-4. Four. Yeah. I'm riding with nine, man. Yeah. And if BYU can do better than that, and, frankly, the schedule shapes up percentage-wise, if you look at the Ken Pomeroy Index and the ESPN Basketball Power Index – BYU is projected to go eleven and seven. Maybe you take my nine and nine and you look at the metrics eleven and seven, you meet in the middle and, and you go ten and eight. Eleven and seven but would be awesome. Anything five hundred or above would be incredible. Lock BYU in as a five seed in Salt Lake City if they're nine and nine in the regular season. Playing St. Mary's. Come on. Uh, at worst, at worst yeah. a six seed. But I'm I'm riding with nine wins. BYU should frankly should win three of the next five games. They will be heavy favorites in four of the next five. They should win at least three of those. I'm giving them room for a potential hiccup. Maybe somebody's sick. You know, heaven forbid there's an injury, but uh, they should. They win. had
1: both in one on Saturday.
0: I know, and they still figured out a way to yep. win by 13 away from home. So if BYU seven and six coming out of the next five games before they. You know, getting nearer to that that Kansas trip with Kansas State and Kansas back to back. They're in great shape. How has it shifted your expectations now that BYU has won two games in a row over Texas and West Virginia?
1: I certainly think a record above five hundred is more possible than I thought a couple games ago. Because uh, BYU has answered the call after going zero and two and two and four to start league. They've gone in sets of two, right? It'd be nice to win tomorrow and get a three game win streak for the first time in Big Twelve play. Avoid the three game losing streak and you're in business. But butter your bread now, as you mentioned. At Oklahoma, four and five, eighth. Kansas State, four and five, eighth. Win that at home. That's a quad three, by the way. You should win that game at home. Should. Kansas State is on the slide, bro. UCF, win that game at home, four and five, and eighth. At Oklahoma State, worst team in the league, got to win that. Granted, they play better at home. Baylor, that's a toss up. If you win that one, that's nice. They're tied for second. That would be a tremendous win. At Kansas State, go win that one. And then it's at Kansas. Just go compete and see what happens. TCU at home, that would be a nice win if you get that one. For sure. At Iowa State, that one Gulp. is that, – Gulp. That's the second toughest game. At Kansas, toughest. At Iowa State, they are so good. They, uh, they beat a lot of teams at, ranked teams at home. And then Oklahoma State at home finished on a high. So there are five or six or seven wins sitting there if BYU continues to play well. Things can happen. Things can change quickly. It's tough. You get on a little bit of a streak, good or bad. But, yeah, it feels like BYU is going to sit in that 8-10, 10-8 sure. spot. But, look, if BYU wins tomorrow, beats Kansas State, beats UCF, wins at Oklahoma State, and suddenly has a, a big win streak going and they get to eight wins in league, it, we'll not be talking about whether they're making the turn. We'll be talking about what seed they are yeah. and whether it's a
0: 4, 5, or 6, it feels like. I would just like BYU to experience being above five hundred in this conference at one time. This first season happen tomorrow night, bro. It could happen. It could tomorrow happen tomorrow night. night at Oklahoma, which is a tough game as well, for sure. And I, but maybe it's
1: next week against UCF. It could be,
0: with BYU if coming you, to home for two yes. against two teams. They'll be, again by the metrics, heavily favored in. So even if BYU loses to Oklahoma tomorrow, whatever, come home, win two at home, and now you're six and five, and you are above five hundred.
1: If BYU avoids a three-game losing streak, I believe they will be a seven-seed or higher. Oh, I think it'll be like, a 6 be like, 60, like better. At least you'll be the favored team in a matchup in the first round. It'd be nice to be, obviously, a four or five, because you can have a favorable first-round game and then a toss-up second-round game. If you're a six, now you're winning against an 11, you're playing a three. If you're a seven, you're playing a 10, you're playing a two. You want to be a four or five. BOA has that chance right now. They are deep enough, they are skilled enough, and uh, right now the belief is there, the confidence is there.
0: The metrics, if you're wondering, as of Monday morning, right now BYU still number seven in the net. Oh, it's the lowest of the year.
1: <laughs> it's because it's they played, um, you know, a, a team, the lowest net team in the league, sure, in West Virginia,
0: and number nine in the Kenpom index, number 21 and 22 <laughs> in the human polls, as I am referring to them uh, the, by, okay, the the human voter polls, not the computer metrics, the <laughs> And BYU only had one game last week after the bye. Maybe the bye factored into this huge. We were asking how and why did BYU win so convincingly? Certainly they benefited from some rest. They did not look rusty, which I appreciated for sure. Yeah. Yeah, at all. I wondered. I was like, are they going to come out a little flat? No. They looked pretty good from the get. They missed some threes early, but like.
1: Why do I associate West Virginia with rust? (laughs) Didn't (laughs) happen luckily. I do like the movie October Sky.
0: Do you anticipate the BYU will jump up? Considerably, Or maybe no. one or two spots this week? Or do you kind of one expect or, them to maintain? One or two.
1: Yeah. What were they, 21, I, they're 21 or, and
0: 22? So I kind of expect 19, them 19 20, or 20. Yeah. Okay. Nothing big. The point is BYU remains in the top 25 yeah. rankings because they one on Saturday. Top 25. Let's
2: go.
0: They lose at Oklahoma. Hey, just come home, win on Saturday. Beat Kansas State on Saturday. Yeah. You remain in the top 25. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Big 12 roundup. What a weekend of Big 12 conference play beginning with the marquee matchup of the conference to date. Yep. Number 4 Houston at number 8 Kansas. Boring. And, oh man, the Jayhawks <laughs> it was so boring. They utilized that home court advantage to the fullest. Fog Allen was absolutely crazy. They went big. 78-65 Houston they were overwhelmed. They did not play well. They didn't yeah. shoot well. Kansas, very much the opposite. They looked like the Jayhawk squad that we expect them to be each and every year. It took a quick 23-11 lead. Never looked back. Both teams now 6-3 in Big 12 play. Kansas back in action tonight in the Sunflower State Showdown yep. at Kansas State. Okay, Baylor, Iowa State. This one was the craziest
1: game of the Big 12 play um, conference oh season my so far. Oh, good. Baylor led by as many as 17. That's the thing that. Hey, BYU closed out the 17 point lead, by the way. I should mention. That. Iowa State went on a 20 to nothing run. There were three techs. Scott Drew got ejected for twice being past the coach's mark on the court. What? Baylor able to retake the lead. Jaden Nunn layup with two seconds left. Missed the free throw. Clock starts early. They review it. Iowa State gets a free timeout. They didn't have one. Milan Mamchilovich banked in a three at the buzzer. They review it, no good. Ball was in his hand. Amazing. Five and three for both in league so far. That was a crazy finish. Here it is, Momchilovic for the win!
0: Oh my goodness. It was in his hand. Yeah, hey, we- hey Caleb Loader. Weird finish to that game, for sure.
1: Ugh. Uh, but luckily the camera angle's good. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I wear a neck brace when I watch Baylor games. What degree is that camera <laughs> shooting at? Like, I'm worried about the what? equipment
0: falling off the platform. It's like 12 degrees. It is such Jeez. a steep angle right there. A <laughs> <laughs> hey, big win for sure. Weird that Scott Drew got ejected. Texas. Another big win against 25th-ranked TCU, 77-66. The Horns Down t-shirt showed up again. (laughs) Longhorns apparently didn't like it. They win by 11 and beat one of their longtime rivals. TCU falls to 5-4 in Big 12 play. Texas improves to 4-5. Longhorns are a good team. BYU's win over Texas and the way they won, looking better and better.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati takes down Texas Tech. That was an upset. Bearcats, Simas, Lucotius scored 16 points, game winner with 21 seconds left, puts Cincy up. Since enters a midweek by 4-5, Texas Tech. Has dropped two straight, now five and three. That 17-point that lead and loss at Texas Tech really hurts because that would have been BOE's second best win of yes. the league play so
0: far. You wanna know what's unbelievable? If BOE beats Oklahoma tomorrow, they will be one game out of first place.
1: <laughs> That's
0: amazing! There's this
1: massive log jam at four and five, by the way. Yes.
0: And that's why the game tomorrow is so interesting. If BYU get to 5-4, and four, holy cow. They're top five in conference. Let's go. UCF, another nice win. 74-63 over the aforementioned 23rd-ranked Oklahoma. UCF Readable. led the game start to finish. Man, they're good defensively. They are so long and athletic. Johnny Dawkins picks up his 300th career win as a head coach. Both teams there, UCF and Oklahoma, are 4-5 and five in that log jam you were just talking about, Jeremy.
1: Oklahoma State gets uh, its second win over Kansas State now, 75-72. Cowboys never trailed in the second half. 2-7 and seven in league, beat UCF, now Kansas State. Wildcats back in action tonight against uh, Kansas, as you mentioned.
0: Oklahoma State plays tough. Yeah, they're, they're kind of a weird 2-7. and
1: You always got to win both of those games against the Cowboys, but it's nice that you have two against Oklahoma State. The opportunity is there. you got to go win them.
0: Now a look at the updated Big 12 standings. BYU all alone. On the left side of in the bracket. 7th place. Of the standings, if you will. In the top half of the conference right now.
1: And the only team with that record, which is rare. <laughs> Everybody's tied with somebody else except yeah. for West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and BYU.
0: This is just how much fun is this to a, watch a this game by game Time, times of Google? I'm watching big 12 basketball on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday and Saturday. It doesn't matter who's playing. I, it I, is so I,
1: enjoyable. Yes. It's so fun.
0: I, I said the BoA would be top five. They went tomorrow night. It's top six. They'd be tied with TCU at five and four, but still
1: not quite as close to first, but Hey, I just want to be on the, the upper half. On the left side of that graphic. 100%.
0: That's where you want to be. That You want to you want to be a guaranteed five seed in the NCAA tournament? Stay on the left side of that graphic right there. You I'm not sure about guaranteed five, but, conference. yeah, top seven seed, I would say, yes. All right, our Monday mailbag. You know the drill. You ask the questions. We do our best to answer them. Jeremy says I have all the answers. We'll see. We're
1: only taking questions from farmers. So, who do we have, Spence?
0: At uh, Farmer underscore. Oh, okay, good. On yeah. Instagram asks, Great. What are BYU's chances of getting a two-game road sweep tomorrow? Well, I'm going to answer with ESPN's Basketball Power Index, which says sure. just over 48% <laughs> <Pick 'em. laughs> that BYU beats Oklahoma tomorrow. Can't Ken Pomeroy seven, has BYU as a one-point favorite
1: Yeah, 53
0: on the road. Uh, yeah, it's a coin flip game for sure.
1: Yeah, if he, that's not one I expect to win. It's not one I expect to lose yeah. either, though.
0: If BYU can beat Oklahoma tomorrow, then that kind of feels like picking one back up where you thought maybe BYU should win. Like, that makes up for maybe the Cincinnati home loss or letting a 17-point lead against Texas Tech slip away on them.
1: Okay, you remember the Ryan Vihar graphic of, like, everybody that BYU lost to in football they've beaten in basketball? Yes. It's still good. Yes. It's still good. So what happened against Oklahoma again? BYU lost. I know. So that means tomorrow BYU is winning in yes, Norman. Yes,
0: Sporty McSports said basketball on a football revenge tour and had uh, the Grim Reaper. Yes. You know you know, you know, know the yes. picture, the Grim Reaper yes. outside the door. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so far, through five games <laughs> of that, it's, it's right. 100%. <laughs> Who knew we
1: wouldn't get both wins in football and men's basketball, just one or the other. Uh, Big game tomorrow, as we mentioned, pregame at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Cougars and Oklahoma. I bet Oklahoma drops out of the top 25 after the loss to UCF. Yeah. we see in the AP poll today.
0: BYU basketball radio analyst, former Cougar Mark Durant, breaks down what he thought went so well for BYU against West Virginia. And does he think the Cougars are going to go above 500 in conference play at any point the remainder of the season? This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Transition Noah.
2: triple, Noah. Yes!
1: Gives to Hall. Hall will head fake it. Step back three. Is this the dagger? Yes! It is. Dallin Hall for three. And Dallin Hall with a game for the ages.
0: Couldn't agree more. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant on the call there as BYU beats West Virginia 86-73. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Let's bring in one of those two men you just heard on that radio call. He is the analyst, Mark Durant, one of our favorites on BYUS. And Mark, welcome back to the show. I'm just glad you made it back from Morgantown. You were able to get out of that just horde of BYU fans that were so excited to meet you.
2: Well, it's it's tough wherever I go. I mean, you guys wouldn't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty popular, but no, it, it's actually, you know, fans are great wherever we go, as you know. And uh a great representation and this picture you're showing was like 45 minutes after the game was over. I mean, it was it was crazy and they they come out and the players are great with them and a lot of support. So, even in Morgantown, West Virginia, you get a lot of support for Cougar basketball. Shout out to
1: my friend Manti, who went to the game, drove up from D.C. He loved it. He said the crowd was crazy. Which, by the way, it, t- it sounds like the uh, West Virginia student section just picks a random opponent player to boo, and it was Dallin <laughs> Hall every time he catches the ball. That was new. I hadn't seen that one.
2: I love that. That's awesome. That's, that's really yeah. Greg <laughs> and I were going, like, what happened? What did Dallin do? Was <laughs> it in the props?
1: He was born.
2: <laughs> how how did he deserve the this enmity from the fans already i mean <laughs> and, uh, that 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 that's fun i tell you that was also the first uh venue where i've had a musket fired within the building <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and, right
0: at halftime right <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, before and at halftime and uh, I just love the Big 12. I mean, these are my these are my people, and you know, at Texas Tech, you've got 15,000 people shooting guns at you with their fingers, and I don't know. In, in California, you get arrested for that. So I, I think we're in the right, we're in the right place.
0: Mark Durant, Brigham Young was right. Mark Durant survived and is back with us in the state of Utah after BYU's impressive road win against West Virginia. You can take any number of angles you want when you're discussing what BYU did well here, Mark. Uh, Jerem documented what Foose did so well. I think Dallin Hall has in large part been the MVP of this team. Both of those guys played well. What stood out to you about why BYU was able to win so convincingly?
2: Well, I mean, for me, that game, as I look back on it, you know, 10 or 20 years from now will be the Fusini-Triori game. Uh, I just thought he was magnificent, not just because of how well he played, which was ter- terrific, but the fact that, you know, BYU really needed it uh, with Ali Khalifa being sick and not on the trip. Um, I- I'm really impressed with this team in situations, and there's been many where they've needed uh, guys to step up and play with guys injured, whether it's uh, – Spencer Johnson with Iowa State or Fusini here. Uh, I mean, it's it's really Im- impressive what they what the guys have rallied and stepped up and the guys that have had to play really well have played really well. And Fus was just remarkable. And not only was he really good, but he was doing it against one of the best centers around in Edwards. And he's so long and big and talented. And for Fus to do that against him was pretty remarkable. And then of course, Dallin was terrific, but everybody kind of stepped up and made a big shot. Richie Saunders was great with that bank shot and made some big plays. And Jackson hit a couple threes late. And you have to have guys step up and make big shots in order to win on the road. And and they did it. They found a way to do it. It was it was super fun to watch.
1: This team continues to grow before our eyes. They're getting tougher. They're getting stronger. They're getting better in in a lot of areas. And it's with significant. Uh, injuries and illnesses like no waterman wasn't himself right played tried to get through it but didn't contribute in terms of points and rebounds like he normally does yet BYU overcame how is this team growing and where are you seeing it the most so far
2: yeah I agree with that Jeremiah that's one of the things that I like most about this team is that they seem to be getting better and learning as they go through the Big 12 and it's a learning process right I mean that level of competition in those environments, you have to almost learn how to win. Uh, and they, you know, obviously had some struggles on the road at Baylor, Texas Tech. But one thing I really like is in every game, they've come out and started well. And for me, that's the real challenge, especially on the road is to come out and start well. Uh, they've had their troubles finishing at times, but they seem to be figuring that out as well. Uh at home, Texas made a run at them, and they answered. And here uh, at West Virginia, they certainly made a big run, and it was nerve-wracking, but they answered it. And so uh, I think they're learning the what it takes and the extra level of effort, and that guys have to step up and make big plays and keep your calm in tough situations. Um, and I think they're learning that. So I think they are making progress, which gives me a lot of hope uh, for future games, whether home or on the road, because it's, You have to get better because teams are getting better. West Virginia is a team that was getting better. They were healthy. They were playing well. And so you have to get better. And BYU was able to match everything that West Virginia threw at them, and they got a win. That's really impressive to do. Mark Duran is
0: on BYU Sports Nation. Mark, to me, if BYU basketball were a car, and I love cars, I'm a car guy, Dallin Hall feels like the engine that makes everything go. There are a lot of important parts in a car, but to me on offense and defense, just with his ability to get guys in the right place and consistently make the right play and the right read. He is so integral. How would you define what Dallin Hall means to this BYU men's basketball team right now?
2: I love Dallin Hall. I mean, it's pretty remarkable what he's doing and he takes a beating. I mean, if you just want to watch him one game and just see what he he does and teams really are physical with him. He's got to bring the ball up against pressure often. He's playing 35, 36 minutes. And to have a kid that is mentally tough to do that and also has the physical characteristics, big, strong, strong kid and and he, he just really is impressive. Now, you know, he'll he'll go a little bit where you think, well, he's not doing much scoring-wise, let's say. But if you look at the stat sheet, then he's got six assists or four rebounds. I mean, he's always helping the team even when he's not scoring. And he's also a guy, like in that West Virginia game and in other games, I think he plays his best late and has the ability to create his own shot late when it's very difficult to do that. He has the ability to draw contact and get to the free throw line. Um, but, yeah, he's a, obviously a terrific passer with those assists the other night and uh, makes everybody better. And, and the other thing he's able to do off the dribble is get in the paint with the ball and not necessarily shoot it there, but get in the paint with the ball, and that collapses the defense. And a lot of his assists come when he's underneath the basket, kicking it to a three-point shooter. And uh, so he's he's really important to this team. His offensive numbers won't scream at you. His assist numbers are pretty darn good. And then just one turnover in that game against West Virginia. It's just remarkable the punishment he takes and the pressure he faces. And to only have one turnover with double-digit assists is is terrific.
1: And he's a sophomore. It's not like he's this uh, super veteran guy, right? He's becoming that as BYU's first point guard in the Big 12. And we'll always remember him for that. But he could be – a three-and-a-half-year starter here in an all-timer at BYU. We shall see. Okay, ten games left for BYU in the Big 12, looking big picture. Certainly favorable in that you don't play Houston again. You're not going to play Texas Tech again. You're playing Kansas once total. You're playing, uh, you know, Iowa State and, and TCU. But you have some winnable games uh, here in the final ten. What What's BYU capable of in uh, the final stretch here?
2: Well, it's so hard to predict uh, in this league. I mean, it certainly does uh bode well for BYU they they kind of got their tough part of the schedule early and now it seems more manageable but uh as we know i mean ask kansas who went to west virginia and ucf and lost those games or uh, i mean ask oklahoma who had texas at home and got drilled by texas i mean it, it, every every game every every game night you, i just look at the scores and i'm like wow that that surprises me but with that said, I think it—it it actually it looks good for BYU if they can get healthier and continue to play well. Uh, I think you're looking at a plus 500 conference season, and then then you're looking at uh, a nice seed in the NCAA tournament if you can do that. And my my fondest dream—I I go to bed at night, boys, and I dream about just having BYU as a four or five seed in Salt Lake city. <laughs> yes. and, and, and I mean, that, that would just be so great. And I, I think could be a great springboard for some cool things. And I'm putting the cart ahead of the horse a little bit, but that's what you have to do. I mean, that's what you're working for. Uh, you certainly don't want to finish at the bottom of the conference and be fighting and BYU's put themselves in a great spot right here. They've kind of, they're getting better. They've performed well. They've got two road wins, which is amazing. I would have liked to have gotten either Cincinnati or Houston at home would have been nice. Uh, but they're, they're, they're just right where they need to be. Keep playing well. Get healthy. And uh, I think some really great things await.
0: BYU currently seventh in the Big 12 standings. And it's a log jam, really, from one to about 12. Just wait till next year. <laughs> but they have an opportunity to go above five hundred for the first time in Big 12 play if they can win a tough game at Oklahoma in Norman tomorrow. So, Mark, what type of BYU team do you expect to show up on Tuesday after a, a tough road trip? I mean, BYU's got to come home a long way. They don't have much time to prepare. Well, they actually went straight to Norman just to avoid that. So, like – What do you expect from BYU when they show up tomorrow against a a Sooners team that's reeling a bit and is going to be certainly motivated?
2: Yeah, I I mean, for me, a a two-game road sweep, if you get one, then the second one is gravy. Uh, And so I I hope there's a little less pressure. Uh, But Oklahoma's been very good at times and and have had some stinkers. Um, So uh, I, I think BYU will certainly have to take care of the basketball like they did against West Virginia. Uh, and and probably shoot the three a little bit better than they did against West Virginia. Oklahoma's just a better team, um, but I think they're confident. I think they're playing well. They're learning, uh, and and hopefully they can go in because th- that. I mean, if you could get three road wins at this point in the conference season, you you've really done something. And so that's ex- an exciting process uh, prospect. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, Oklahoma's very good and playing there. Uh, I mean, that's that's very tough, but. Uh, uh, from what I was, from what you guys were telling me, that, that it's it's a shoe in victory for BYU as they're avenging all their football losses. Yes, so, exactly. It, it, <laughs> sounds, it sounds like it's a, We don't even have to show up. It's it's a it's a win. Chalk it up in the W column. <laughs> we hope.
0: I wish it were that easy. So far, it's uh it's on. It's it's so been far. game for game. Let's continue the football revenge tour. Thank you, men's basketball, and Mark. Thank you for joining us on a Monday to recap a nice win at West Virginia. Have a great call against the Sooners.
2: I love you guys. We'll see you uh, Saturday.
0: Sounds good. Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Basketball Radio Analyst, and a Cougar Ironman, if, if you
2: will. Which, by the
1: way, uh, only Baylor and BYU won as favorites on Saturday. Five of the seven winners were underdogs. That it's, is this conference. It's so fun. It's so fun. Women's Hoops going to try and be an underdog and win as well coming up Wednesday against Baylor, who's number 13 in the country. 9 Eastern on Big 12, now on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. Nearly came back and beat West Virginia on Saturday.
0: Up next, incredible horse shots, Big 12 student section traditions that the Rock should consider, and locker room karaoke. All that and more on the way in the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store,
1: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, for the latest
0: and greatest, follow BYU Sports Nation on social, Facebook X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. Let's roll out your Monday headlines. Number
1: 22, men's basketball. Maybe they'll move up here in a couple hours. Who knows? Beat West Virginia 86-73 on the road in Morgantown on Saturday thanks to a season-high 20 points from Foose, who started in the place of Ali Khalifa, who didn't travel with the team due to illness, undetermined whether he'll play at Oklahoma. Dallin Hall had a career-high 12 assists and only one turnover. They're still booing him. It moved. BYU improves <laughs> to 16-5 and five overall, 4-4 four four in the Big 12 with the win. Cougars are number 7 in the net, number 9 in Kenpa. Up next,
0: at number 22, Oklahoma likely to fall out of the top 25 tomorrow night. BYU women's basketball rallies late, but falls short in a 76-69 loss to 23rd-ranked West Virginia at the Marriott Center on Saturday. BYU trailed by 14 at halftime. Cut the Mountaineers' lead to four in the second half, but couldn't climb the mountain all the way. No pun intended. Mm. West Virginia forced 23. Why not intend it? It it wasn't intended. Just intended. It was just incidental. I think you should intend it. Okay, I'll try and be more (laughs) Be more intentional. I'll be more aware and intentional. Intentional. (laughs) Turnovers are a stat that continue to haunt BYU. 23 on Saturday. It led to 29 Mountaineer points. BYU star forward Lauren Gustin, Led BYU with another double-double, 16 points, 14 rebounds. Ho-hum, doing her thing. BYU falls to 12-11 and 11 overall, 2-8 and 8 in the Big 12. Up next, 13th-ranked Baylor at the Marriott Center on Wednesday.
1: Luckily, it eased, it up. Oh eased it up. Oh, wait. BYU alums Connor Mance and Clayton Young finished first and second in the U.S. Olympic Trials in the Marathon, qualifying for the Summer Games in Paris. Fantastic. Well done by those two.
0: Super nice that Diljit and Ed are going to fund our trip to Paris so that we can cover I that cannot attic. wait. That is so nice of them. To eat what they just call <laughs> bread. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be amazing to be in Paris and watch Jimmer. Paris Runners. BYU Gymnastics. Work your KSL connection, bro. I'll, I'll do my best. BYU Gymnastics in a match called by Jerem Jordan. Scored a season high 196.475 in their home opener against West Virginia. Highlighted by Sophie Dudley and Sydney Benson, scoring yeah. 9-9s on the floor. Awesome. Great finish. Mina Margraff had a nine eight seven five on beam. Lindsey Hunter-Kempler and Anna Bramlitz, nine eight seven fives on the bars. Kylie Aquinto with a nine eight two five on the vault. Great scores all around. Easily their best meet of the year. Up next for BYU is a road match at one of the powerhouses in all of sport, Oklahoma Gymnastics on Friday.
1: It's the fewest amount of words in a two-hour span I've spoken since I was one years old. Mikhail Merkley does an amazing She's job. She's amazing. She she's a play-by-play and analyst on that <laughs> Men's tennis sweeps Montana State 7-0, consecutive home sweep. BYU now 3-3 on the year. Up next, a doubleheader at UC Riverside on Friday.
0: Women's tennis beat Utah State 5-2 on Saturday for their fourth straight win to begin the season. The win marks the first 4-0 start for the Cougars since 2021 when the team opened the season 5-0. Up next, a road match at Utah on Friday. Underrated team, BYU women's tennis.
1: Men and women's divers competed over the weekend at the Air Force Diving Invitational. Alexia Jackson highlighted the weekend. Two event wins broke her own school record again in the platform
0: event. And women's golf opening their spring season today at the FAU Paradise Invitational in Boca Raton, Florida. Boca Raton sounds magical in February, doesn't it? It was magical in December of 2020. Indeed it was. (laughs) Those are today's headlines. Now we whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. More impressive shot. Richie Saunders banked
1: in three to be the shot clock with Trevor Nels and one three.
0: Both are good for any game of horse in hoops for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the bank shot from Richie Saunders. Fading away, my wife will vouch for me. We're watching this game uh, in Denver of all places. And when he shot it, like it was barely out of his hand. I was just like, this bank. And then it happened. She's like, oh my gosh. How did you know? And I'm like, eh, lucky. Just like that shot. It was a fadeaway,
1: dude. <laughs> yes. Trevin Nell's done this before. We've seen it. Um, so I'm not as impressed because I know he's capable. He can do, he can do it. it. Can do Richie it. Saunders, fadeaway, shot clock, banking straight
0: away. That's hard, man. Yeah, Trevin's celebration was the better of the two for sure on the end. Well, that, that was great. His body kind of like, yeah, this, was, all that emotion. It was like
1: a muscle spasm. Yes, yes.
0: That's a good way to explain
1: it. <laughs> like, what's going on right it. now? Is you right, bro?
0: okay? You okay? You <laughs> okay? Oh, good stuff. West Virginia student section apparently picks an opposing player randomly each game to boo throughout the entire contest. And for BOA they picked Dallin Hall. <laughs> uh, like three minutes into the game, I'm like, why are they booing Dallin Hall every time he touches the ball? Did he, like, say something to the student section before the game? No. It's just random selection. I didn't even notice,
1: honestly, <laughs> which is funny.
0: Do you like that
1: student section tradition? I'm shocked Utah State hasn't picked up on this quicker, but that's really funny.
0: I think it's hilarious. That's
1: really funny. It
0: would never fly at BYU. Like, I think that uh, the administration would probably shoot that down. But I love it. I think it is absolutely hilarious.
1: Okay, I'll let you know who we're booing on Saturday. (laughs) You basketball posted these photos after the West Virginia game with the caption, what song are we singing, wrong answers only? I assume they were singing, uh, you know, Country Road. But uh, so what song are they singing,
0: Spence? Yeah, it it has to be Country Road, right? Because West Virginia does that after wins and – yeah, I don't know, there's some there's some fun nature in that. Uh I think swag surfing. I'm all swag. about the swag surfing, man.
1: Let's go. I think they were singing the song that my great 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 Great, Grandpa Joel <laughs> Hills Johnson wrote, "High on a mountaintop."
0: <laughs> nice to nice. play into
1: the mountain thing. I love it. Yeah.
0: Well played. ESPN's Matt Miller released an updated two-round NFL mock draft following the Reese's Senior Bowl. He had Kingsley Sua going in the second round to hey. the Dallas Cowboys, but has Kingsley, interestingly enough, listed as a guard saying, quote, Suamata is an easy-moving, aggressive blocker who has experience at left tackle. He took snaps at right tackle and guard at the senior bowl and handled himself quite well working inside, end quote. Okay, so with that in mind, Jerem, should Kingsley follow the footsteps of Brady Christensen and transition to playing guard in the NFL?
1: Whatever it takes. The guards in the NFL typically are tackles who are converted guards just so you keep the just massive... Uh, O lines there. So we'll see. But my question for you is better guard right now. Kingsley, Suamati or Dalton Hall?
2: Oh,
0: man. (laughs) I'm rolling with Dalton right now. Uh, Just for what he means to this BYU team.
1: Holy cow. How many more wins will women's hoops have in the back nine? uh, I guess it's eight probably, right? Because they played ten games. Yes. Of the Big 12 schedule than they had in the front. Part of the schedule.
0: Yeah, so they're you're, like, like you said, they're two and eight right now. They're two and seven in the front nine. I expect BYU to be three and six mm. in the back nine. So the, I think they'll win three of the final Five eight games overall. Total. Yeah, like that's kind of what I feel like they're pacing for. They're mm. they're good enough to win more than that. They've been in a number of games, haven't been able to close them out. Yeah. Maybe they figure some things out. It's just taking them a little while longer compared to the yeah. men's side. But they're starting a this true is, freshman backcourt. Yeah, men's aren't, aren't doing
1: that. Um, the men have experience. This isn't the year for the women's team. This is a growth year. This is a, a, a learn year. It's, it's too bad it's Lauren Gustin's senior year.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: But, again, Nani Falatea leaving the team midseason has really affected the team. That hurts. It hurts. It really affected the team. They're learning. They're growing. They're getting better. They're challenging Kansas State and West Virginia. They'll challenge Baylor on Wednesday. But next year, like when Delaney Gibbs shows up, who's like one of the best players in Canada and others, it's going to be fun, man. 5-13
0: 5-13 might not be good enough for them to finish higher than they were projected, which is 11th place. They probably need six wins, but who knows?
1: I'm not worried about this year. The next two years, as the, that freshman backcourt and company yeah. grow, it's going to be fun to watch.
0: BYU now has officially three athletes who will compete in the Paris Olympics in 2024 after Connor Mance and Clayton Young finished 1-2 and punched their tickets on Saturday. They will join Jimmer Fredette, who will compete for Team USA in three-on-three basketball. They call it 3X3, 3X3. And he refers to it as yes, 3X3. I didn't know that. 3X3. 3X3. Let's join the uh, crowd. We're on it, man. It's official now. 3X3. How many more former BYU athletes do you expect to compete for Team USA in Paris?
1: Okay, first off, for Canada, Rory Linklater. Could oh, be yeah, a he, could, he could. Other USA people. Uh, Courtney Wayman could uh, go distance running. Anna Camp Bennett, Whitney Orton, Zach McWhorter in pole vault. Um, Dallin Schertz has been top five the last couple of years in discus. Also, uh, Taylor Sander, perhaps, in, in beach, beach volleyball. volleyball. So, we'll see. There are a bunch of cooks. I'm probably missing somebody. But um, Taylor Sander could be in there as well. So we'll I've see. had
0: a few people ask me, like, does BYU have representation for traditional volleyball in the six-on-six in, six format? No. No, not right now.
1: No one's in the USA camps at a high level. It was pretty wild there for a while. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, Taylor, Brandon. Yes. Ben Patch.
0: Even now, our boy, uh, Jake. Uh... Langlois. Langlois. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yep, he was on some world league. Kind of flirting with that league. team for yeah. sure. It's been a minute. Yeah, it'd be nice to get one of those guys back in the mix, and it'll happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But like probably three or four more at least. There
1: could be a couple. How about track and field, cross country repping? That, that's that's the that's the program that winning national titles and producing. Can we just get,
0: we just get enough so that we can make history on this program and do our first international live broadcast from Paris? Although we did have someone,
1: Spence. <laughs> during the summer, convince us that we did a show from Disneyland. And we were like, no, we've never done one from Disneyland. He's like, no, I have pictures. We're like, I, we promise you we
0: have not. Isn't there a Disneyland in Paris? <laughs> There, I think there is. Maybe we should we should do international and actually do a broadcast. From and Disneyland. this guy's probably like, in Paris. no, it was in Paris. I promise.
1: <laughs> Thursday night, 8:30 Eastern on the BYU TV. <laughs> we could not convince him that it did not happen.
0: No, no, you did. Is, uh, no,
1: uh, I don't think so. Uh, I first. heard the Matterhorn going. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we were splashed on Splash Mountain. I swear. <laughs> Thursday, 8:30 Eastern. Will you play? Paid for an expensive Charles Spencer. I, I remember.
0: Yes. I think they're like six bucks now. Totally worth it. Are they only six dollars? I think yeah, no only No way. Yeah. No I'm way. I'm looking sure. that up. It's five or six bucks. I don't believe you. Yes. I don't believe you. I <laughs> believe BYU go on eleven and seven only. more than a churro. Can, we can buy twenty churros at the grocery store for less than six dollars. <laughs> After the break, more of your Monday mailbag questions. Where's our churro? There's nothing This is BYU's. Wait, plastic. are they five fifty? Five fifty. What? Okay, come on. <laughs> Stay with us. This portion of BYU Sports
2: Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. <laughs> BYU
1: Sports Nation on demand. <laughs> we're, we're I think like, I've confirmed that churros are six, less than $6. bucks. 5 or something?
0: Disneyland. I think so. <laughs> Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps, listen on the podcast, subscribe, rate, right and now. review. Um, also, uh, it feels like... There are like 25 million questions we could answer, and we appreciate yeah. all of you that send them in. I, always. Thank you. Like it, Thank we you. love the questions, so appreciate continue it. to do that yeah. as we welcome you back. Our Monday mailbag question is... How much should a churro be at Disneyland? Sorry. That's our question. Today. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have a question. You asked the questions in the Monday mailbag, and Kevin Lutt yeah. asks on Instagram, yeah. assuming all are healthy... How would you guys split up the three big men's minutes for BYU basketball if you were Coach Pope now that Foose is back to himself?
1: Dude, it's hard because Foose is playing the best he's ever played, question mark, after Saturday. And then uh, Ali, you got to get him healthy. You want to get Ali's knee as healthy as possible because what I fear is you get to Kansas City and the dude can only play one game. He may not be able to go back-to-back given how hard it is for his knee right now. Yes. And, and Atiki's playing with the banged-up thumb, by the way, which we have not mentioned a ton, but that is the reality. And Tiki does good stuff when he gets in there as well.
0: Yes. So, BYU is kind of like two totally different teams, depending on who the primary big man is on the floor. Which is great. It makes it hard for the defense. You you have to have two separate game plans, depending on whether Ali or Foos is on the floor. I start Foos from now on, by the way. He's playing so well. Yes. And And to your point, Ali is just like, like limit his minutes. Workload, right? Manage the
1: workload. I'd play Foos 25 and I'll leave 15 right now and and work in Atiki as there is foul trouble-ish or or moments, right? Atiki needs a couple minutes as well. He's playing well.
0: For sure. Well, BYU needs his length and athleticism and his rebounding ability, like his effort.
1: Depends what you need defensively, too. Yeah.
0: But I I, I like that. Yeah, Foose, 20 to 25 minutes, and then I'll lead depending on how good he's feeling.
1: Because Foose isn't like play 30 a game yet with that hamstring.
0: No. Yeah, good question. There's no space for 30 a game. At Top Gun, Brendan on X asks, eight games in, how confident are we collectively that BYU can make a run in February to seed themselves as a top four team in the Big 12 Conference Tournament Mm. and get a double bye? Top four
1: would be nice. I'll take five seed, by the way, because then you play a 12 or 13. Yeah. And then you play the four.
0: You get you get a you get one bye as the five seed. Yes. Then you play a lower seed. Then you team. play the twelve
1: or thirteen. Yes.
0: Then take on the four. Top four. Ooh. Top four, you really you re- need to BYU would win need to all your all, home games. Yeah, BYU, BYU would need to go State eleven and seven. You would need to Kansas go eleven State? and seven in conference play to be a top four seed. At least? That's a lot to ask. Yeah. Four games above five hundred. Whew.
1: Yeah, I don't know. i will take like, will take a I'll take a five right now. Four top four feels uh, too hard for just me. Just
0: right top now. half finish, but yeah, you probably got to go eleven and seven to be somewhere in the top four, maybe. Which better? could happen. I don't know. Thirteen and five won the conference last year for Kansas.
1: I don't see twelve and six happening, but 11-7 is the high end for me right now. Yeah.
0: Okay, Top Gun, and Brendan. By the way, asking our elite mailback question of the day, presented by Pax Healthcare <laughs> Elevated. Send those questions in. Great stuff. We appreciate the fan interaction. All right, up next, there are like six different people who deserve our rise and shout-out today. So who gets it? This is BYU Sports Nation. Oh, the, the drama.
1: Juro. BYU Sports Nation <laughs> is presented by the BYU Store, <laughs> oh, official outfitter
0: sorry. of BYU fans everywhere. Today's rise and shout-out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now how about this? BYU men's basketball... Wisely opting not to return home, they're in West Virginia. But they'll so return tight, with honors. Tight turn when they do in Norman, Oklahoma, last night. Yeah, they did a
1: fireside for youth, which is super cool. And uh, they tweeted, "Yep, we're uh, thankful to, for the opportunity we had to share our testimonies of Christ this evening." That's awesome. Cool opportunity to uh, be in a new place yeah. uh, where BYU hasn't been that often, right? First meeting since what '86. Amazing. Kevin Nixon, buzzer beater in the '90s, the 90s. is historically yeah. Yeah. there with Oklahoma as well. So. In uh, Hawaii, that's all. Beat
0: Oklahoma again, as Kevin Nixon tweeted yesterday. Yep. Tweeting that buzzer beater. Yep. I love it. Our thanks to today's guest, Mark Durant. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. Next time. (laughs) For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Devin Durant. We'll see you back here in studio B tomorrow for the live edition of UA Sports Nation. It's true. Go Cougs! Where are we going to get our churros,
1: dude? I'm ponderizing on the churros (laughs) right now. (laughs)